I'd like to talk about uh, the battle between your ears. And we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Um, you know, these are unusual times. Uh, and, I, you know, I think the, even the older that we are among us, you know, life has gone along and it seems like it more or less somewhat of an even keel, you know, things going down, 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 but just kind of a gradual thing. And what's been happening lately is so radically sudden and such a turn. And I think people are stirred up because of it and a lot of other emotions besides stirred up. But my desire uh, is to help us with our walk in the spirit. You know, this, this could be a time that just jumps us off the track. But we, we need to be led of the Spirit if ever we needed it. We've always needed it. But if ever we need it, we need it now. And, you know, it's, and it is an upside-down world. It's full of confusion, darkness, lies. I mean, you know, what's, what's right is wrong, what's good is bad. And, you know, just everything turned on its head. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. There's a spirit of fear that has gone out over the land. I'll say that has gone out over the whole world. You know, this is a, a worldwide thing that's been happening. And, you know, and, and it's done it with such speed. But God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And, you know, that was written to Timothy at a time not unlike now at a time when Paul said in 2 Timothy that all Asia has turned away from me. You know, it was a time where the church had fallen into ruin, really, where it had fallen into apostasy, where the church had walked away from its first love. And at that time, God has not given us a spirit of fear when it seemed like everything had turned against the gospel of Christ. But he's given us at this time, at a time when that is happening, a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. In Proverbs, and we well, keep a ribbon here in 2 Corinthians 10. I'm sorry to do that to you. We will read this. But in, in Proverbs chapter 3, and in verse 25, I think we'll read verse 24. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. You know? Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Do, don't we need this now? Be not afraid of sudden fear. And I, I bring this out because I think there is a lot of that sudden fear. Things happening that have never happened before. And it's easy for people to get Afraid to get upset. Be not afraid of sudden fear. Neither of the desolation that comes to the wicked when it comes. You know, they're, they're, we are facing a future that has got to be very soon when we'll be seeing things that we've not seen before. And there will be a lot of desolation. I, I believe that. And, and we're not to be afraid of sudden fear. 
nor of the desolation that comes to the wicked. This is a time for us to walk in faith, to walk in trust of the Lord. You know, uh, I love speaking from this pulpit. It's, it's kind of, I have kind of a holy fear about it. But when I look out and you don't know the kind of feedback that I get from you, what it does for me. Uh, it just, it eases me. It, it, I get rid of my sudden fear. So thank you. I, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, in verse 26, by the way, for the Lord shall be thy confidence. The Lord shall be thy confidence and he shall keep thy foot from being taken, which is a phrase that talks about your life being taken. I mean, can, can you, and let me ask you this question. Can you in any way preserve your life? And the answer is no, but we act like we can. You know, we act in fear and we do things that we think we're going to, you know, save my life somehow. And we walk away from that faith. And I'm not saying don't do, don't live wisely, but I'm saying don't live in fear. There is a push to captivate you with fear. And it is time to receive from him the faith of God that, it, that goes against all that fear. Now, back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We will actually read it now. And in verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And that's what I want to talk about is the war that we are in. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, this, and this is war. I mean, it, it, it's says it right here in the battlefield, is in our mind. It's, it's, it's our thoughts. Yet we rarely think about our thoughts. We rarely think about thinking. I know that sounds strange. It's as if our mind is its own separate entity and it just runs wherever it wants to. And that's not true. You know, if, if your mind runs wherever, wherever it wills, it's going to lead you in places you don't really want to be. It'll do it every time. You know, we rarely think about our thinking. You, you know, if our thoughts go where they will, they'll bedevil you. They'll cause fear. They'll cause anxiety. There'll be all kinds of what-ifs. Your thoughts may torment you. The accuser of the brethren comes in and says, what about this? What about that? And you start rehashing those things. You end up in bondage. Or you end up hesitating when you have that nudge from the Spirit of God to do a thing or to say a thing. And the body of Christ misses out. You know, the Lord has something He, he wants to do through you. And we hesitate because we have not reined in our minds and our thoughts to what is asked of us here in the Word of God. It says in Philippians 4, 8, 
whatsoever things are true, honest, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, then what are we to do? Think on these things. Think on these things. So there is a biblical mandate to direct our thinking in a godly way. He, he has given us his word and is, you know, I mean, for a book of life, you could say it's pretty small, but it, there's a lot of stuff in here for us to think, you know, to think on these things, right? In fact, in Philippians, we might as well go there, chapter 4. And in verse 6, right here in this context, be careful for nothing. It means to be anxious for nothing. Don't have anxiety about, about anything. And then it gives the how that we live that way. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That we, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. You, if you want the anxiety to be taken out of you, start with thankfulness. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I mean, I thank God. I thank God for the trouble in my life. I pray about it and I have thanksgiving. And the anxiety about those things, it just... It goes away. It's replaced by the faith of God. And the peace of God, the result of this is the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It shall guard, keep, guard your hearts and minds. It shall, it shall be like a gate. The peace of God will be like a gate. It's a guard. It's like a cattle guard. You know, the cattle can't walk through because there's some, you know, there's an impediment. They, their hooves can't go through it. And the same thing, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Though that, that peace of God occupies and the other thoughts that would just be there instead, they're displaced. They have, they have no way in. There's a, there is a guard for them. You know, Satan, again, is the accuser of the brethren. And he is all the time accusing you. And sometimes accusing others before you to cause division in the body of Christ. Uh, I think about this verse uh, in Matthew where Jesus says, Agree quickly with your adversary while he's in the way. I always wondered about that verse. But when I have an accusation in my life, like you're a hypocrite, and I'm, I'm like, well, yes, I am. You know, you're, a, you know, you're no good. Well, that's, that is true. But the blood of Christ has cleansed me of all my sins. And I am a hypocrite, but I have a new life in Christ that, that lives in me. And when Jesus lives through me, there's no hypocrisy, right? Amen. Um, but the, the, the accuser wants to stir up guilt. He wants to stir up shame. He wants to stir up fear. He wants to freeze you when the Lord has something for you to do. And if ever there was a time for the body of Christ together 
to be moved by the Spirit of God and doing what He would have us to do, this is that time. Boy, is it ever. I mean, it, this is the time. Uh, while we're here in Philippians, that next verse, uh, uh, after verse 8, verse 9, it says, you know, after it says, think on these things, those things which you have re- heard and both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And I just add that in. It wasn't originally part of the message that inaction, when being prompted by the Spirit of God, will cause fear to rise up. It will cause anxiety to rise up. And he's just saying those things that you've learned of me, those things you've heard and seen in me, do them. And the God of peace will be with you. As, as we dare, as we walk, as we move, we're going to make some mistakes, right? And he does not condemn us for that. But if we never move and do, then we will never experience being moved by the Spirit of God. And we will be filled with anxiety and hesitation and fear. It's a time to move. Or, you know, a a recent theme here in the church has been get in the game. It's the two-minute warning. And I'm not talking about today's game, which I will not be watching. I'm talking about the, it's not a game, this war that we're in. I mean, we're at the end. And it's exciting. It's exciting to be at the end of all the time in history to be alive. It thrills me to think that I'm alive now. It really does. And I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to be happening. I mean, it, it's unprecedented. I, you know, as a new Christian many years ago, I could not have dreamed of what I'm seeing now and what I'm sure I'll be seeing very soon. And soon and very soon, I'll be seeing the Lord Jesus face to face. Praise God. So be anxious for nothing. Isaiah says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. And and to Timothy, uh, Paul said, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. And, you know, and maybe I should say something about that word meditate, because the, the wrong sort has crept in. They like to use the word mindfulness. They, they, you know, I think meditation got like a, uh, you know, a bad uh, sound in the church, which it deserves. And they've replaced it with this softer word, mindfulness. And what they mean by that is basically, you know, religious observance by, you know, by Eastern religions. It's not, it's not Christianity. To meditate is to, he says it in the next phrase, give thyself wholly to them. It's an active thinking on, chewing on the words of God. It's a digesting of them. It's a turning them over in your mind. It's thinking about them and it's saying them. You know, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. That's a beautiful message. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. In 
We're here in Philippians. Look at chapter 3. And in verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And I'd like to say just a brief word. This was going to be a message of mine at one time about biblically what it's talking about when it says forget and remember. Forgetting and remembering. Because we think about it as, I, you know, I forgot to tie my shoes or I forgot, I forgot my cell phone at home or, you know, something like that. It's something that, that left your mind. And we think of remember as you're walking along and I have a remembrance of when I was in high school or I remember to buy my wife a flower or, you know, it's something that that's the meaning we give it. But biblically, when he says, he says, remember the Lord and to do his will to to remember is to is to walk in what he has given us. This do in remembrance of me probably says that something. That oh, it's not there. Oh, it's up there. It's not just to think about it, but it is to become an active part of your life. And so when it says forget, I think we all know that we we can't forget in the literal sense where we literally forget that thing and it's completely out of our mind. We can't recall it. But it is we no longer are affected by it. We no longer live by it. Forgetting those things which are behind, we reckon ourselves to be dead in Christ it says we consider ourselves to be dead in Christ like it says in Romans and alive unto God through Christ that is our life it is and this is our thinking we are to reckon to reckon is to consider something to be so it's something that we do with our thinking we we think I am dead to to sin and I'm alive to God I'm alive to righteousness through Jesus Christ that's where we go with our mind, and it's an active thing to do with our minds. It is thinking what he has given us to think the word of God. In 1 John chapter 3, well, hold on, hold on. I didn't finish reading here in Philippians. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, and that means to be mature, in Christ, if you are mature in Christ, be thus minded. And if anything else you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Okay, now first John. First John chapter three. Huh. I wasn't going to read verse one, but I can't I can't not. Behold. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not just in the future when we see him face to face, but we are his sons now. We are his ambassadors now. We have all the, the authority and all of the gifts all of, of the sonship rights that being a son of God 
uh, implies. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when we shall see him, that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And then it says, every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. To have that hope is to, is to walk with an awareness of the return of Christ, of what our destination will be, that he is coming. That is something that we do with our thinking. That awareness of who he is and that I am his and that he is coming for me and that I will be with him, that I will be changed, I will be like him. And he that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. How beautiful is that? Oh, man, I mean, it's wonderful. When we forget those things which are behind, we're being like God because he cast our sins as far as the east is from the west and he buried them in the deepest sea and he remembers them no more. He does not hold them to our account anymore. And when it says reaching forth unto those things which are before us, we got nothing to lose. It's time to be bold. We're going to see Jesus, you know. Even if I were younger, you know, it used to be when I was like teenage. I was like, Lord, could you hold off? I'd like to get married. And then once I got married, I was like, Lord, could you hold off? I'd like to have babies, you know. I don't know if any of you all ever, if you're thinking, ever went there, but mine did. And then after having a couple of kids and growing up a certain number of years, it's like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, after a, 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 quite a bit of trouble and that sort of thing, okay, I'm good. Uh, we have nothing to lose and, and everything to gain by just pulling out all the stops and be bold. Go ahead and make some mistakes. Just wade into what is before you with the faith that he is with you and that he will guide your steps. How many times have you done a thing totally unaware of the presence of God perhaps and then in retrospect you find out, man, that was supernatural. That was being led of the Spirit. If you are a son of God, you are led of the Spirit. It's okay to just step out in faith and to do. I believe that if we will, that we will see what we have not yet seen before. He will teach us. He will guide us. And it's exciting to think about what could be. I want, I mean, I want to see it. I really do. You know, Second Corinthians that we started with, talks about the weapons of our warfare. And the weapons of our warfare are something that we have to take up. It, is, it says in Ephesians, and I think we should probably turn there. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6. I'm sure you know where I'm going. But in, in verse 13 it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Take it unto you. Go ahead. I mean, you have to pick it up and take it unto you. 
It's there, but it's something that we have to take up. And it says in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand an evil day. So it's not on until you put it on. And you put these things on. You have your loins girt about with truth. You know, you get real with God. Get real with him. If if you can't get real with him, you're done before you start. So just get real with it. He knows who you are, so go ahead and tell him about it. And, and, and he will begin to speak with you. I believe that. You're having on the breastplate of righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Sure, devil, I sin. Sure, I'm a hypocrite. But he has clothed me at the righteousness of God. I am his ambassador. And I'm, I'm not being boastful. I'm not puffing myself up. I'm agreeing with what God says. Let's go ahead and agree with him. False humility is, is a curse on the, on the church, honestly. It just saps the power out of it. It's true humility to realize that we are nothing and that he is everything. That he, that he in us is the power that he has, that he has invested us is of him and it glorifies him and it brings his solution in the natural it's beautiful don't be half half clothed put on the whole armor of god and you know this is a message for today there is there is war going on out there in romans chapter 13 Well, I read this, when I read this little section yesterday, it blew my mind how it was like, whoa, this is like the news through a Christian perspective. It was really something. Romans 13, verse 11. And that knowing it's high time to wake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we believed. The night is Far spent, the day it is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Have you burned your bridges to, the, to your past? Have you burned your bridges to your flesh? Or do you have an ace in the hole? Have you, do you have a little stash? And I don't mean necessarily a physical stash. But do you have a provision for those things that you liked? You know, those things from your flesh. Make no provision to fulfill the lust thereof put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's really as amazing and yet as simple as that is that we're to put off the old, to reckon it dead, and to put on the new. And it's that beautiful. And it's, it, that is, that is a, such a powerful truth. We'll read two little sections that talk about that. First of all, in Colossians chapter 3,
starting in verse 8. This is talking about putting off and putting on. I mean, ultimately, this begins with how, how and what we think. And are we guiding and directing our thinking in a God-ordained manner? So, Colossians 3.8, Now, ye also put off, see, put off all of these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing you have put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on, you see it? Put on the new man. Who is the new man? That's Jesus. Put on the new man, who, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So his image, we have his image in us. And we put on that new man, which is in the image of God. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. You know, forbearing. And forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as God forgave you, as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, the love of God, which is the bond of perfectness. It's the perfect bond. That's the bond that... Perfect bond that binds us together. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And... To close, look at Ephesians chapter 4. And I think I'm just going to make it in time. Ephesians 4.22. Again, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. It, when it says it's corrupt, it cannot be improved. You know, when the milk goes bad, there's no unbatting it. It's just gone bad, right? You know, if an egg's gone rotten, it's rotten. You can't heal it. It's, it's done. It's rotten. So the old man is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. We don't have to correct it. Put it off. Put off the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And put on the new man. Lost my place. Here we are. uh, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness. And true holiness. And you want to walk holy? Put on the new man. That's, That's the source of holiness. Jesus is the holy one. Wherefore putting away lying. Put it off. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. We belong to one another. It's like if you have a body, if one part is lying to the other part, the body's not going to function. It's, it's going to be spastic. 
You know, it's not going to work in concert, in harmony, and do the work that it was designed to do. We're members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, of building up, that it may minister grace to the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and clamor, wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, mm. forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. This is not a mental exercise when we're talking about that battle that is in the mind, the battle between your ears. It's not a mental exercise. It is a spiritual reality, and it is, it's war. I mean, it is war that is going on. And the essence of it is we are putting off the old and putting on the new. We are putting off the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, and putting on the new man, which is after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And he will live through us. It's a moment-by-moment thing. He tells us, whatsoever things are true, honest, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think those things. And then, do those things which you've heard and learned and received and heard and seen in me, do them, and the God of peace shall be with you. That action will kill that fear. It will kill that anxiety. And again, and I'll just reiterate one more time, be bold. Don't be afraid. And it's okay to make a mistake. Just wade in, trusting that God is with you. And that he will guide and direct what you're doing. And we're, I, I believe we will see things that we haven't seen before. Amen. So I'd like to pray with you. And hi, Anna. Okay. What a blessing. Amen. Amen. Wow. So, Lord, I just I thank you for dwelling in us by the Holy Spirit. What a privilege it is to be your children to love you and to be loved of you. Thank you for loving us first, Lord.